Step into the incense and whiskey sanctuary with mindfulness enthusiasts and verified whiskey lovers, Mecca and Ashley, as they discuss all the random topics they love, from mindfulness to memes. This is Ashley. And this is Mecca. Hey, Ashley, have you ever gotten a reading or do you know what a reading is? I should say that. Um, my interpretation is a reading is someone, if you've gone to see a healer or some kind of individual that can give you a palm reading or reading of your energy and a summary of what they're sensing from you and your experience. Is that the same interpretation you're thinking of? In terms of yeah, reading? That, yeah, that's what I mean in terms of reading. Someone that has a gift to be able to kind of talk to your soul, to be able to talk to your higher self and just kind of read the spirits that are around you. Um, yeah. People that have passed over. So that can be a mediumship. Some people call it a clairvoyant or a psychic, you know, and, that, and, th- and there's so many different modalities that can be used to accomplish this, to tear yeah. up cards, uh, pendulums and... Um, tea leaves and you know there's so many different things that can be used so um have you ever had a reading before i have i have had let me tell you the types of readings i've experienced i have had a palm reading okay i have gone and received reiki and that's been like energy readings a few a handful of times and i've had a clairvoyant. I have had a meeting with a clairvoyant. Yes. Oh, so you've had several different modalities. I've experienced a few. Yeah. I feel like there's a whole lot more out there that I could experience, but I have experienced those. And then some, most of these I've had multiple, like multiple experiences with the same person giving me the reading. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And when you get a reading, are you going for clarification confirmation on something or you just kind of don't know and you're hoping to get an answer from it I think it depends on like where I am in my life I know my palm reading was probably the first reading I ever had and I think that was more out of curiosity Mm -hmm. um and I think and then my recce readings were more of I think I was struggling with things internally and um wanted to try reiki based on what I heard from other people's experiences to to get more self-aware and in tune with what my body seemed to already know that I couldn't connect with. Okay. If that makes sense. So that's what it does. Recky. Yes. Then my experience with the clairvoyant, I think what, I didn't know what was going to happen and I just ended up in a situation. (laughs) And this person Yeah, I just like ended up in a room with a clairvoyant and a friend and he was just telling us some stuff. And um, it rang true for me. And um, so, yeah, those are my experiences so far. Okay. Um, so, I, I'm, you know, I've had, I've had several readings before and all different kinds as well. Um, clairvoyant, Reiki, I've worked with a medium before. Just a lot of it's out of curiosity or sometimes I'm just looking for confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you know you go to a reading and 
it may be very general, just kind of like, you know, most people are like, oh, that's just a nice little woo-woo motivational speech. Mm. Or it could be something very specific to you, you know, that you're like, wait, I didn't see that coming. Or how did you know that? Yeah. You know, or you might receive some information that you don't feel aligned with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with running to any information um, that you don't feel aligned with? That's so funny. Um, so I will say my, with my first experience with a palm reader, I received some information that I was just like, who could this person be talking about? Like, it could be general. Like if I like squinted and looked sideways, I could apply it to one particular relationship I was in at the time. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't make it make sense in the way that she described it to me, if that makes sense. Um, so I felt like I was out of alignment with that, but I was, like I said, that was uh, out of curiosity. And so I I don't think I let it consume me so much. But in recent years, I did go and receive some information from a Reiki, from an energy reading and a Reiki specialist. And um, I remember thinking like, I I can't self-actualize what this person is telling me that she's Mm -hmm. seen for me. I do remember thinking that. And we, you know, when that happens, the one thing that, you know, a person that does readings that, that has this integrity about themselves will let you know that it, everything that I'm telling you is still a choice that can be made. Yeah. It's not, it's not absolute and it's not definite. Regardless I think that's important for people to hear, though, Mecca. Like, yeah, it is. I think it's very important. Yeah, speak on that a little bit more. I think somebody like me who doesn't know much about this space. Um, but does like from time to time or occasionally seek out this information um, is very easily, it's very easy to either accept everything at face value or to be completely dismissive based on who you are and your interpretation. Right. So can you speak on that a little bit more for, for those of us who are newer to the space or, you know, still trying to make our minds up about it? Sure. Uh, Again, it's just one of those things that regardless of, the information that's being presented to you, it's more of what this person sees in their interpreting. You know, some people that are giving readings can have very clear connections with spirit or very clear connections with, you know, ancestors or anyone that's there and they understand the words. And sometimes they don't understand the words and they have to try to interpret, right? So their yeah. interpretation may or may not come from the same, may not even be correct, who knows? But the one thing that I always say is that any any type of healer or practitioner of this nature with integrity is telling you that all is free will. We all have right. free will, meaning mm-hmm. that I could give you some information that may not, not be aligned with you or that you may absolutely not want to, um, you know, introduce into your life. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to accept it. And you don't have to like, you don't have to believe it to the sense of like, coming up you know you hear people say oh you're going to pass away at this certain age and then that person may live the next 25 40 years thinking that they're going to be passing away at this certain age and yeah. they've been preparing for it you know ever since they got this reading which yeah. is such a terrible thing because that kind of like puts them in this limitation box so i say my own personal opinion on this and, and there's no wrong way to think about this Say you get some information that you don't feel aligned with, cancel it. Mm. I say cancel, cancel, cancel. Somebody mm. may give it to you. I don't receive it. You know, 
you we've gotten to a point where somebody tells you something about yourself or maybe they give you some information you may say mecca I see this and I may be like, Ashley, I receive that. But if you don't receive it, just say, I don't receive that. And that's okay. okay. I don't receive that. I think it's important for people to know, like you have a choice to say, I don't receive this interpretation or this viewpoint. I'm not going to accept that into my life experience or perspective. I think that that's powerful. I think it's important too, because, you know, some people are just a mirror and they just give you back what you're reflecting. And even if you don't accept it, or maybe that what they could be saying is something that really could heal you. And if you don't accept it, you might not be ready to accept it. And some people, depending on what kind of reading, because I've had this, um, there's this thing called, there's a, a Akashic Records. And within the Akashic Records, when someone's giving you a reading from there, sometimes your beings, your teachers and ascendant masters won't tell you anything that you're not ready to receive yet. So if that's the and if that's the case, you you there may be things that's out there that you need to know, or maybe that will help guide you into this life and make it go make it make sense and yeah. make it smoother. But if you're not ready to receive it, it won't come to you. Um, and again, it all goes with having that mindset of I'm just getting this information. I hope it's aligned with me. If it's not, then I don't have to receive it. If it's something that kind of puts a time limit on your life or if it gives you this, like, you need to leave your spouse, you need to leave your friend, you know, okay, but why? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some things you just have to kind of let it play out on your own. Sometimes people just listen to their listen to their their guide and then just do exactly what they say without even knowing what the hell is going on. Yeah. So I would say take everything with a grain of salt. Um, but, you know, meditate on it. You'll get some information, meditate on it. If you don't align with it, say, I don't receive it. And counsel, counsel, counsel. You That's get some information, you can say, I counsel that. Or mm-hmm. counsel, counsel, counsel. I said that three times. Or I don't receive it. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Anybody with integrity is not going to feel uh, threatened or they're not going to feel, uh, they're not going to take it personal if you don't, if you don't uh, agree with it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you letting me know because yeah. I've definitely been in situations where I've been like, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, and I've gone back to the same person. I mean, it didn't prevent me from engaging, continuing to engage or going back again. And she, she asked me like, what happened with this? And I was like, all right, listen, girl, I didn't quit my job. Like you <laughs> thought that I needed to quit that job, but I did not quit that job. Okay. I paycheck and I still need this paycheck and she was like okay I can see that you are managing this situation better Um, you know what have you so um I think there's a power in that in knowing that you can accept or cancel those interpretations of information that clairvoyants or practitioners are picking up about you I absolutely agree with that thank you for empowering us you're welcome as always as always Thanks for listening. All right, Mecca. I have often heard people say things like, oh, I had such a hard week or month and Mercury's in retrograde. So no wonder. And I have no idea what that means. Please, Mecca, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Um, basically, the, 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 the very short of this is Mercury retrograde means backwards, right? So everything that could go right goes 
not gonna, I don't want to say wrong, but it could just happen upside down. So right. that's why they always say don't sign any contracts around Metro grade, uh, Metro retrograde. Don't buy any new electronics or appliances because whatever you think is going to go right is going to go wrong. You know, people sent emails out during Metro retro uh, Mercury retrograde and maybe they didn't go to the right recipient. Maybe it went to somebody else or maybe it didn't go to anybody at all. And it was something important. So some information was missed. So everything that's kind of like, dang, I thought I did that already is like, you know, backwards. Right. So it's like from the Latin term uh, retrogradius, which means a backward step. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just means that um, the apparent retro is in motion. So like, because it's an, an optical illusion, if you try to look at it, just kind of like look at, um, oh, how do you say? Retrograde motion is apparent change in the movement of the planets through the sky. It is not real in the planets, does not physically start moving backwards. So this, this isn't something that physically happens. It just appears to do so because the relative positions of the planet and the earth and how they are moving around the sun. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just one of those things that you just have to be conscious of. Similar to like when you know, you know, maybe you're going around people that are kind of temperamental or maybe you uh, have uh, mood swings around your time of the month. You know what exists. You know what's going to happen. Just be mindful on how you approach it and how you approach things during that time frame. And so we have a few different... Um, retrogrades that happened throughout the year the last one we just had was june 18th through july 12th okay so are we in retrograde now then or are we about to enter a period of retrograde so we are not in retrograde right now the okay. next time um the next time we go in is going to be october 14th and it's going to happen from october 14th through november 2nd Oh, okay. So it's not that long of a period. And it seems like we have a little bit of a break between now and then. Okay. So what does this mean? Like, is there a way to prepare for Mercury being in retrograde? Or like, now that I have like a couple of months to really understand this, what should I know? In your so, the last, so the last time, um, tell me when your birthday is again birthday is January 11th. Okay, January 11th. All I right. A Capricorn. And you're a Capricorn. Okay. So, you know, again, there's not a whole lot to do to prepare for it, except for maybe you just don't make certain decisions. Maybe you don't, you know, sign any contracts, buy, make any large purchases or anything that can go wrong that you need to have super careful eyes on. I would kind of avoid Um, if you, if this is something that you think would affect you, you know, it kind of really affects you if it's in your, if it happens during your, uh, birth month, but like, I'll give you an example for like the last one that we went through, which was June 18th, um, and July 12th. Well, that really didn't affect you, but like, I'll give you as, as a Capricorn, I'll get, this didn't really affect you a lot, but it just said that like your one-on-one relationships are your main priority during this retro retrograde. The B, the little B relationships is your bestie, your boo, and your business partner, and anyone you're and anyone you're beefing with. So for you during that retrograde, that could have been your main priorities was just the relationships that you hold, right? Okay. Um, and that goes from connections to focus on to uh, bringing the drama. 
You might run into an ex or ex-friend. You might take advantage of an encounter to find closure. You might even want to bring them back to your life after, after assessing that they have changed. So it's, for you, it was about relationships. If you're currently booed up or you're not currently booed up, if you're married, then struggling to get along with your partner or just hitting a rough patch with a good friend. Um, but you were able to find or you worked on finding the root of the issues and finding solutions. Mm. So, um, and one thing that it says is odds are it's all about communication. So retro does, I'm sorry, Mercury does rule communication. Oh, and one of the things is like speaking your mind and you're really good about speaking your mind and talking about how you feel and making sure you listen to what the other person is saying and just be willing to compromise. So when retrograde came for you to, to, it was all about mending healing or taking away relationships that were no longer serving you right so it's all about relationships Mm. it's gonna affect everybody different so um for me and that was that period of time right so you think about it like with something going on with you and your husband where me and you know we're creative partners so maybe we were focusing on how our relationship would look maybe you were focused on something with a best friend a co-worker your mom your brother any of those type of things um and so for me i'm a virgo so uh i'll kind of give you you know just just for good measure what that meant um for 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 my sign as well yes so the mercury retrograde isn't really impacting you on a personal level but it's stirring up drama in your squad so there are people in the new oh and this is actually this actually held very much so true there are people in your crew who frankly you've outgrown you know the kind they just take and take and take without transactional although you might already do since since you're an earth sign um it's nothing for you to give back but be real with your friends if your friends don't support you this mercury retrograde might bring the final straw that makes you decide to cut them off for good on the other hand, you might run into someone you've had a past falling out with so you can determine whether or not this person belongs in your life now and if you've both changed. Words to rise. As much as you're being tempted to gossip, try to avoid it. That way you can minimize the drama and come out on the other side in one piece. So I think we, we kind of had a similar piece. For mine, it says working, working through any relationships that may or may not serve me. Also, yeah. um, there's some some squirrels in the in the in the in the squad, and the ones that happened, it wasn't necessarily with me. It sound it those those dates, it was with other people, and I was just observing. Mm. Um, kind of like, is this we talked about this again? Kind of. So it <laughs> definitely rang true for you. And what it you did rang true. Yeah, it rang true for me. So I think for Metro, just to sum it all up, for Mer- Mercury retrograde. Just make sure you pay attention. That's all. Pay attention. um, No drastic moves. And just stay grounded. All right. So we got some time to prepare ourselves. And everybody, during the periods of October 14th to November 2nd, let's be present. Let's pay attention. say opposites attract but do they let's play a game called fire and dice 
All right, Mecca, it's time for Fire and Ice. Are you ready? I'm ready. What do you have going on? Okay. My first is if Lin-Manuel from Hamilton Hamilton, and Aisha Curry, Stephen Curry, no, let me not introduce her like that. Aisha Curry, uh, restaurant owner, cookbook author, mom of three, wife of Stephen Curry, owner of multiple businesses, Aisha Curry. Give her her props. Um, If Lin-Manuel and Aisha Curry made a cookbook, a themed cookbook, what would the theme be? Because, you know, both of them... They give for the themes. What was her last name? Um, well, I think a season life was the name of her first cookbook. And uh, she does a lot of her theme, I think, right now is like home, taking care of home. Okay. Home goods. And then Lemon Well is all about Hamilton. Oh, um, about Hamilton. So they would have a cookbook together. I actually you know what's so funny this morning when I was cooking the vegan breakfast, is I had an Aisha Curry uh denim apron on <laughs> hey see she's all over the place she's all over the place i think that their theme would be uh singing of happy happy food so he's going to be creating a play or he's going to be creating a musical uh song for to invoke happiness in food so oh. she's gonna have like i'm making this up she's gonna have like some breakfast dish that's like a casserole and some type of fruit with some whipped whipped cream something in there and then he's gonna say this is the song that you sing four times to invoke this happiness within the song and so the cookbook is gonna have the sing-along it'll also have like a cd or mp3 some link you can go to not cd that was old school because i'm thinking about something else but like a link you can go to and have a sing-along with all of these songs uh, all these recipes so you can sing the song and play the song as you are preparing this uh, recipe bam yeah. boom you just create a whole business line for them for real <laughs> i don't make some- but i think that's they so can- cute right yeah i mean they could definitely make some money off of that i could see that being a thing for sure yeah. you know, out there and you hear us you heard it first let us be your consultants we can help you build this brand instance and whiskey right here okay if angela rye political commentator Black woman advocate, we love her. Uh, I think she's Angela also Rye. Uh, uh, Angela Rye. I think she's also a political strategist. Um, and Rachel Ray, which mm. I think we all know, Rachel Ray, talk show host, cook, yeah. also has a line of cookware and things. Uh, dog food too. She's making the coin. Yeah. Um, but if they came together and started a business, Mecca, what would they be selling? Ooh. Angela Rye and Rachel Ray. Oh, this is a tough ooh, one. This is a tough one. Angela Rye and Rachel Ray. What would their business be? Okay, so if so, Angela is a political guru. She can break something down. She can break any type of speech down. Any anything that is called. Um, in a in a in a whirlwind, she can break it down and, and analyze it to a T. Rachel Ray is really good at making the ordinary food extraordinary. So I would say 
they would have to have like these little political snacks. It could be a basic snack. It could be a basic like potato chip. Maybe it's a dark rustic potato chip or some type of fun popcorn, but the bag has to have some type of reading material on it. You know, you have like um, a really great, uh, you know, maybe you, you had a really great piece of, I don't know, some candy and you like looking at the wrapper like, ooh, what's in this candy? What is, who is this by? They are going to have some really fun snack, something crunchy. Cause you know, when you, when you in this kind of work, being it political or cooking, you need that crunch. You need to keep grounded, stay grounded. So they are going to have a fun, crunchy snack. And there's going to be some type of like, uh, if I rule the world, uh, if I rule the world statement along with a, a, a semi like bulletproof plan written on this little snack bag, I know that sounds like a lot, but like mentor snacks. Yeah. Like, mentor snacks. Yeah. It could be mentor, mentor yeah. snacks. You look at those, was it Bonners? The soap? Oh yeah. Bonner's all soap. the, what's it called? I think it is Bonners. Yeah. Yeah. You're right though. Every inch of that label is covered with some kind of content. Right. Yeah, so I think the snack is going to be great. It can be some ordinary snack, but Rachel Ray will put her thing on it and make it taste amazing. Angela Rye will give us the content that we need that we can be reading that content while we're snacking on that good snack. Food for the soul and for the belly. That's the capstone right there. Look at that. Food for the soul and food for the belly. I like that. Y'all better get this incense and whiskey consulting services right here. All right, so we got next up Tiffany Haddish and Bill Gates decided they want to host a party. What's the vibe? Who's invited? What are we listening to at the party? Bill Gates and Tiffany Haddish hosting a, a heart, hosting a party. A party, yes, girl. Who's first of all? Let's start with who's invited. Well, Bill Gates is he knows he knows pretty much everybody. I know, like, is this a global, I think this is a global, like, Bill Gates take it to a, maybe it's a global guest list. Even It's got to be global. It has to range from everything from politics to, uh, you know, tech companies to uh, entertainers. And that entertainers can mean actresses and actors and, mm-hmm. and comedians and musicians and, and, and Broadway play actresses and actors. And then everything from, you know, angel investors to just um worldwide international investors it i mean it, it, the, the list can go long but very concentrated it has to be conscious conscious con- concentrated guest list and the theme bill will let tiffany handle the theme mm-hmm. i think that he will allow her to come up with the theme um and it might even be concentra- conscious concentrated. We have a con- we have a group of conscious people in a concentrated area. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if that I don't know if that really sounds right, but you know, you know, you got two individuals that are very smart in their own right, and they come from two completely different backgrounds. So you have this concentrated number of people. It's almost like Bill Gates and his people. His his list, Tiffany's list, all come together and they mesh well. Because, you know, once you get a little drink in your system, everything is nice and rosy. Everybody <laughs> blends together. Everybody is chatting it up. Everything is so exciting. Everything is, everything is heightened when there's a little Remy in your system. 
Okay. So I Remy think the drink of choice at this gathering, it sounds like. Oh, I'll say it again. That Remy is the drink of choice at this gathering, it sounds like. <laughs> that's the, that's that is, is some of it, right. Um, so you have that. And I, I don't know. I can't think of the I, the theme. I'm still I'm still kind of stuck on conscious concentration. Yeah. And it'll be a lot of talk of what's going on in the world. There's not going to be a comedy show. There's not going to be something where the entertainers are entertaining anybody else. They are having a great time. They are guests at this party and no one's uh, entertaining the next person. They are all having these one-on-one conversations, a few group conversations. Um, nobody is working, working to gain the attention of anybody else. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, what do you think? What would you add to this party? I mean, I think that you're right. I think that maybe it would be connected to some cause. I think Bill Gates at this point really uses any social outreach that he does um, for a certain cause or platform. And I think Tiffany Haddish would definitely jump on board. And she's someone that consistently talks about certain themes that are important to her. Um, Women in comedy, um, supporting children in the foster system. Um, So I think those two forces coming together could definitely bring some awareness to some issues Mm -hmm. that don't get enough national or global treatment. So that's what I I agree. All right. All right. Okay, next right. one we're going to have fun with. All it's right. another one? Okay, I'm ready. Chrissy Teigen and LeBron James make a YouTube series. What's it about? Oh, boy. <laughs> Chrissy Teigen. Okay, let me think about Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen is on Home Life. She's got these uh, kids she's holding down. She got John Legend she's holding down, all while being, like, been producing or been like helping to executive produce some comedy television shows lately is there like a reality show she did she's doing where she's like hosting a party or something i saw something like that i don't know i see like there's a chrissy so there's like three tv things i know chrissy is doing there's like she was a host and i think an executive producer maybe just the host on like a sketch comedy competition show okay like america's got talent specifically for sketch comedy with keenan thompson and some other people. And I know that she's got Chrissy's court where she's like a play judge in a court. Over so wait, like, do people go to her be- with their like funny issues or like real life, like my boyfriend? I haven't watched it, but from the clips I've seen, I think it is for funny issues. It's not like real life, like neighborhood disputes and stuff. <laughs> like, it's not like that, I don't think. And then what's another television show? I've, I've I read recently that she is executive producing some type of show with a bunch of professional chefs. So, Chrissy, oh, yeah. And then, you know, LeBron James has his own production company now. So I think that they could be creating a very powerful YouTube series about what, though? So I feel like LeBron James is the kind of person that's always reaching back. He's always reaching back to ensure that the people in his community, the people in his, like, circle or people that that maybe are not you know that's not as well off as he is or underprivileged is like getting a fair shot mm-hmm. and he is played a really he's played a, a huge instrument in that and Chrissy Teigen is really great about making light of any type of situation um, but she also is super grounded and she understands she's not so above to where she doesn't get 
what you know the haves she she understands the haves and the haves not is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. so I feel like this show or this YouTube video is actually about them giving someone someone a chance at something so maybe it's some type of competition and I don't necessarily want to say talent it could mm-hmm. be um you know I want my dream job or I'm looking for this mentor so oh. oh okay so this is what I just I just I just saw this I feel like I'm a student you know I'm 17 I'm 16 years old and I really want to be a fashion designer and so I'm going to get on there with my my um some of the sketches I've done already or an even create a video talking about why I want to be a fashion designer and who would be like my ideal person to shadow or have as a mentor um, mm-hmm. as I go along this journey. So mm-hmm. Christy Teigen and, and LeBron James will basically make this dream come true. And yeah. set this person up for success, right? This means this person has uh, this accountability of this mentor that they have dreamed up. Plus they have like this path that's laid out for them that allows them to like flourish in this. And, you know, maybe they decide they don't want to do it. Maybe they decide they do want to do it, but they have a path as opposed to not never being in that environment where they can quote unquote be a fashion designer or whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. So yeah. they're, they're making dreams come true with life, life decisions, you I know, like career decisions. That's, that's what I think. I think that would be fun. It's going to always be a, a tearjerker. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have some funniness to it. So it, it runs the gamut. You have some funniness to it. It's gonna be emotional. I also feel like um both of them are both love what they're doing. Chris yeah. loves to be able to say, I help this person. This is LeBron James. Like if he wasn't playing basketball, I mean he's already a, a philanthropist. So I think that this this would be on par for both of them. I love that. I love that idea. I would totally watch something around that for sure. Last one. Mecca, are we ready? Yeah, last one. All right. If Reese Witherspoon and Miss Tina, a.k.a. Beyonce's mama. What? Tina. Tina, okay. Lawson, I think Mm -hmm. is what she goes by now. Um, If they designed a new restaurant, what Mm. would be the vibe? Like, what kind of restaurant do you foresee? What would be the vibe? All I think of right now is Reese Witherspoons and little fires everywhere. She made me so mad. Sure. She played that character very well. For she sure. played that character way too well, right? Too well, so now you can't separate her from the character. Right. All right, so if they were to have a restaurant, it definitely would have to be some Creole. It's going to be some, like, uh, Creole buttoned up, you know. A very- <laughs> buttoned up Creole buttoned up creole food so it'll be something super classy and chic uh but creole food you know it'll have some cutesy name the the everything from the menu to the website to napkins to what the waiter waiters and the service wear are all in theme um i don't know why i see pink plaid for some reason because grace witherspoon is best known for her role in legally blonde and and you know, I've never seen that. Was pink. You've never seen the movie? I've never seen Legally Blonde before. I've never uh, seen little clips of it. it. You should definitely watch it for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think you should watch it. It's definitely one of those fun, um, enjoyable movies to watch. For yeah, sure. I think Miss Tina going to run the menu. She's going to run the menu. She's going to make sure the food is great. And then Reese is going to want to make sure aesthetically it looks a certain way. 
Okay. And you know what I think must be on the menu for them? What? I think that they need to have like a special ladies brunch. Not that like I really do think this because and I think that champagne must be served specifically Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades champagne. Yes, because do you remember, I think it might have been the Oscars last year or two years prior. I think it might have been last year. Um, maybe it was, I think it was the Oscars. Jay-Z and Beyonce had showed up late and they brought their own champagne with them. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon like went to their table and were like, can we have some of your champagne? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the situation was. Like, I don't know if like they ran out of champagne at their table or if it was like, okay, this is the really good stuff. Can we have some of your champagne? But I do know that they were caught on video like laughing about trying to get some champagne with Beyonce and Jay-Z and Beyonce actually sent Reese Witherspoon some champagne afterward. Um, And it was a cute little funny gesture. And Reese Witherspoon did a whole like unboxing video about it. And was like, and I was like, Oh my God. Oh, I did see where she talked about how they were friends and Ellen was like, girl, no, you're not. Stop it. Catch us next time on Incense and Whiskey. In the meantime, take a breath, have a sip.